evening, everybody. Conquest of Paradise. Fitting, right? Paradise Lost. Even more fitting. Well, here we are on a Wednesday night, the 25th day of January 2023. And this year is shaped up, shaped up to be everything the billing said it would be. High action, high tension, and uh, and we're paying for it all. We're paying for it all, no matter how you slice it. So tonight we have two main topics. As I thank my sponsors, which are all of my great friends on uh, QuiteFrankly.tv's affiliates page here in the middle of the week. I'd love to just, just to let everybody know there that it's just a, a great place to go and spend some time. All American businesses that support the show and have been supporters of, of me and are members of the audience as well for a long time. You got prepping needs that are there that you should go check out with Blue Monster. The, be the best organic CBD products around with Secret Nature. And then there's, there's more. There's hand-rolled cigars. There's, quite frankly, Daily Roast Coffee by Nordic Coffee Company. Uh, trustworthy gold and silver providers with Wise Wolf. No no purchase too small go out and buy yourself your first gold gold it starts small go out and buy yourself your first silver dime <laughs> your first gold coin oh geez yeah we're getting there getting there uh botanical chocolates all there magazines rob's remote qigong classes you gotta go go and hang out and uh and do some do some work with rob in that respect Get caught up with them. You'll be good to see him again. I, I promise you. All right. So what do we have for the evening? Because it was going to be a pretty easy one for me. I had one topic that was set aside. And I thought that we were going to be able to just rock out with that and take some calls. And whereas I still have do, I still have one topic to do in the main show, which is going to be cut a little bit short, about 20 or 25 minutes short because of book club. Session three of four. I want to talk about some psycho teacher situations that we have here. This abuse cycle that is found inside of schools with these teachers. I wanted to talk about that because of a particular video that goes. There's so many of these videos that go around all day, mostly thanks to the aggregation uh, efforts of accounts like Libs from TikTok and all that other stuff. But this one in particular got me really, uh, I, I, I just think that there was just so many different ways that this conversation can go. But now we have to talk a little bit about Russia. Now we have to talk a little bit about that in the opening. And I'll get to that in just a second. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow we have Jay Dyer on the show. I think that certain aspects of tonight's show can be brought into there tomorrow because uh, it's very... It's very Armageddon-like tension that's being built up around the world, and um, there, there's plenty to be said about that. I'd like to see what Jay is looking at with there, and we can talk a little bit of movies. I'd love to ask him some questions that about themes that were brought up last night with with uh, Eyes Wide Shut and Jay Myers. 
some thoughts on that actually kick off my psycho babble teacher segment tonight that we'll be doing together. And then Friday night, I don't know what, what's going on. A little bit of a roundup. Maybe Matt will be in. I haven't checked with him just yet. But uh, it, it, there's also other things that we can do. Leo Zagami just put out another piece on that uh, posthumous book that was published by Pope Benedict XVI. If that is juicy enough, right? That, juicy, more, more juicy than it already is. Maybe we get Timothy Gordon to stop in for 20 minutes, too, just to talk about the, the, the geopolitical conspiracy new world order aspects to this that anybody has been following along with us especially throughout the reading of windswept house this is like just a, this is a building timeline we're a part of the book that was the best thing about reading the book we're part of it the names have been changed but we're part of this timeline and the same thing is going on there uh and it all connects that's the other thing so andrew bashago is going to be on with us on saturday night Project Pegasus and Time Travel, Jump Rooms to Mars, Volume 2. That'll be starting at 10 p.m. I wanted to start earlier at like 9.30 p.m., but starting on a half on a half hour is so weird sometimes, especially if it's supposed to be a nighttime show. Yeah, it's, night, it's 9.30 is nighttime-ish over here on the East Coast, but it's a weird 6.30 hour for people on the West. So just going to round it off at 10, and we're just going to live with it. But that's what we have for the rest of this week. Thank you, everybody, so much for being here. All right. First thing is a reminder as to why the acceleration, at least to me, this is a reminder as to why the acceleration across the board around the world when it comes to financial and the the, the collapsing of certain uh, epicenters of faith and government and military, all these things just collapsing and molding into one, why it's so accelerated, why the masks, metaphorical and otherwise, are coming off. It's because this is what water carriers of the great conspiracy, at least the new generation of water carrier, Justin Trudeau, a drama student who is in over his stupid fucking head. I'm going to try to curse a little bit less tonight than usual. It's going to be hard, though. It's going to be hard, especially when we start reading through all the bootlickers who are liking this idea that we're sending more and more tanks into a war zone that is a dead end for the entire world. A literal dead end. Oh, the bootlickers are out. They are out licking boots. Sucking on them, actually. It's pathetic. Especially those Krasenstein twins, those mutant freaks. 69 with each other every night to put themselves to bed. I don't know why the hell they are let, let back onto Twitter or why they are, uh, they're still sought after. I mean, I, I know why Tim Pool brought them on because you got to just say, hey, look, we, we balance out the equation. But my gosh, who are you trying to represent here? Who are you trying to, ha- whose voice are you trying to have represented when you let the Krasensteins on your show? They're the most mentally ill. Mutant test tube baby freaks. Anyhow, I'm getting ahead of myself. The reason why they're accelerating this, in, 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 at least in, in one reason why, is because of people like Justin Trudeau not being able to walk out of, the, uh, of his mansion anymore 
not being able to go out into public anymore and uh, and have a pleasant experience without a literal army of people walking around him to keep the wolves at bay. Here's Justin Trudeau, as reported on by Harrison Faulkner, swarmed by angry protesters outside of the bread bar in Hamilton. So I don't know if he's just going out for, you know, just wanted to be among the people that night. Well, we don't want you. Those are people screaming, you fucking tyrant, at the drama school uh, reject. It's wonderful. Wonderful. I would love to see more of this. Um, Wonderful. And you know that what's going through his head right now, just like what was going through his head when he was uh, BTFO'd by Xi Jinping, who looked at him as less than human, definitely less than manly but less than human just wanted to get away from the quizzling be strong justin be strong it's okay it's okay just smile 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 justin just be strong there he is with a fake smile on his face oh you know it's just in the old just people just people uh, letting their voices be heard I'm, it's all fine everything's fine i'm not destroyed inside That's great. I love seeing it. I love seeing it in here. That's music to my ears. Music to my ears. Being partially raised by the bleacher creatures in uh, right field, the Yankee Stadium. I think that that's just music to my ears. His mother probably called him too, if, if she even calls at all. She always seemed to be just worried about herself based on all the things I've seen written about her. Justin, are you okay? I saw how badly the crowds are treating you. Are you all right? Oh, no, Ma, it's nothing. They're just joking. They're all just joking. We're fine. Everything's fine here. Well, outside of that, they're giving us something else to take care of. In Ukraine, I know that the the initial reports were that it was uh, rocked by corruption scandal, which is exactly, really, that's just the the nature of the, the puppet government that's been set up there in Ukraine. And God knows how long that's been the case for but Ukraine rocked by corruption scandal, wave of top officials resigned, sports cars, mansions, and luxury vacations as people suffered. I wonder where all that money came from. Listen, they're open for business. I'm sure that they're all resigning because it, it's somebody else who is not a part of the club caught whiff of it, and they wanted to be able to make sure they could keep up public relations in any way, shape, or form, while uh, they continue to drag us into a global, potentially thermonuclear situation and boy oh boy did that get accelerated today with this boss lady of course it was going to be a boss lady from germany now i know i know that the the joke germany starting two world wars and all that stuff the norm mcdonald joke and it's a lot of fun a lot of fun um if you dig, dig a little bit deeper you know especially world war one that is not the story of world war one These are the simplified stories for the simpletons to always be able to pull out of their back pocket. But if we were going to follow the simpleton version of uh, American world European history over the last hundred years or so, and we were going to say, boy, 
Germany had a wonderful track record in the 20th century. Two world wars they started. Well, here you go, starting off the new century. Still relatively young century. And they send out one of their boss ladies. Of course it was going to be a boss lady. Girl power all the way. German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock. We covered her, I think, last night on the show. Bluntly stated in fresh remarks that Western allies are fighting a war against Russia. As if we didn't know that, but this is the first time it's been just shouted from the mountaintops. Headline from Zero Hedge, German foreign minister just said the quiet part out loud on Ukraine. The remarks came during a debate at the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe. On Tuesday, amid discussions over sending Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine, while Baerbach's words were largely ignored in mainstream media, a number of pundits on social media noted with alarm that the German foreign minister just essentially declared war on Russia. Here she is as tweeted by Michael Tracy. And therefore, I've said already in the last days, yes, we have to do more to defend. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Good, good job. Good job, toots. Good job there, toots. Nice. Nice. Ironically, other German officials have long sought to emphasize their country is not a party to the conflict, fearing uncontrollable escalation. Yeah, and also bringing about some of the worst prophetic visions of the last 150 years as, as, uh, as it regards Russia pushing back against uh, Western, uh, Western pushes to the east. A lot of those, those prophecies have to do with Germany being torched right up to and including Berlin. But uh, most important, always uh, contradicting this, this official stance, Baerbach said the quiet part out loud. Yes, we have to do more on tanks. We have to do more to defend Ukraine. And that's when she asserted, but the most important and crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not play the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not each other. Interestingly, both Chancellor Olaf Scholz and his former defense minister who recently designed, Christine Lambrecht, have been seen as weak on arming Ukraine, repeatedly declaring an unwillingness to get pulled deeper into the proxy war aspect to the conflict. But now it seems the more hawkish Baerbach is willing to, at this point, be more open with the reality of what is actually happening. Russian Foreign Minister spokeswoman Maria Zakharova seized on the comments, saying that this is yet more proof that the Western allies were planning a war on Russia all along. Quote, well, uh, well I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, 2000, the 2014 coup in Ukraine was really about targeting and pinning Russia back and, and encroaching on previously agreed upon buffer zones. So this is all about that. Quote, if we add this to Merkel's revelations that they were strengthening Ukraine and did not count on the Minsk, uh, count on the Minsk agreements, then we are talking about a war against Russia that was planned in advance. Don't say later that we didn't warn you, Zakharova said. One thing is for sure, things are moving fast. Alex Durjic, 
said more tanks and support for Ukraine, three additional B-52 bombers flying to unknown locations, Russian warships with hypersonic missiles to the, in the Atlantic now, no attempts at negotiating peace. If you didn't realize or recognize the end game last February, do you understand it now? Pray for humanity. And I, as I said before, the, the, the last thing that the that people like the mutant Krasenstein brothers are praying for is humanity because they're having a hard time hiding their pathetic little mutant boners. Here they are a couple of hours ago. Breaking. Brian, it's Brian and Ed just breaking some news. Breaking. I wonder who was sitting in whose lap while they wrote this. President Biden has just announced that the United States will send 31 M1 Abram tanks to Ukraine. We are on the right side of history. Period. Period. These little fucking mutants. You tell me how we can start a petition to send these mutants to the front lines. You tell me what we have to do to petition to get them sent to the front lines. I will dedicate the rest of 2023 making sure that we will get the minimum number of signatures that will mandate them to go and fight out there. Mandate them. Won't be able to 69 their way out of that one. Here's Joe Biden, um, again, doing the only thing that he does well. Talking about what we're going to be sending to other countries, even though we have a, uh, a, a wide open border. They have been wide open throughout the entirety of the so-called virus lockdowns. Here he is talking about his precious tanks. And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended... The equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Again, like I said, every time a Ukrainian war salesman comes out with their tin cup... Or when an encyclopedia, whatever it is, whenever they come out, whoever is going out there and selling the war, they're always talking about sending a sum or a shipment of equipment that is the equivalent of an entirely new army. And why is that? Why do you think that is? Thought it was going a lot better than that. It's a step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives yeah okay yeah you're you're you just just go back into your coffin it's done you're done for the day go back into your coffin we'll, we'll we'll wake you up tomorrow get the hell away from everybody you're freaking out the children and that's where we are that's what we're talking about today that's what came up today and that's what made tonight's show a little bit more dense than i thought it was going to be um, they have, these people do not care about anything, anything other than their own interests. And Ukraine, obviously, in particular, is a very special business, a very special business interest to them, to the Biden class, those types of people. Ukraine is a, is a shell corporation, a very valuable one, uh, not only just through energy and uh, money laundering and other natural resources, very rich over there, strategic in a military sense, a biological sense, as we know. There's so much going on out there. It, it, it is a deep state shell corporation. That is what is going on right now. 
in particular. And they are getting people, many people killed out there for a war that never had a chance to be won, but it's going to be escalated in yet another strategic fashion to serve whose interests? Whose? The little people of Ukraine? Ours? No, theirs. Theirs. That's all it is. And then we have articles like this from Yahoo. Putin lackeys lose their minds over Ukraine getting battle tanks. Everyone should be losing their minds. Not the so-called Putin lackeys, written by Allison Quinn, who is essentially writing a smokescreen missive for the CIA. It's all about the Putin lackeys losing their minds. It's not about what we were doing out there to create this mess and are now just... Bl- it's, it's the... This, they are the worst and the craziest, craziest girlfriends and boyfriends you can ever have. These are the types of girlfriends and boyfriends you can't break up with. You can't see the light one day and break up with, okay? This is Glenn Close type of shit. This is fatal attraction, all right? You need you need law enforcement or there has to be some, some kind of other intervention that gets them out of your life. You need law enforcement. You need, you need restraining orders. You need them to be institutionalized. We are talking fatal attraction. It didn't take long for Russia officials to start foaming at the mouth and ranting about global conspiracies after Germany agreed to deliver its Leopard 2 battle tanks to Ukraine on Wednesday. I'm sorry. What what is this? This is not is this is is this not a a very distinct group of Western military and financial powers who are conspiring together, colluding together to be able to. In, in a very, it's not even thinly veiled anymore. They are fighting Russia through a sock puppet in Ukraine. He, it, Putin is not allowed to call that what it is—a conspiracy. Man, oh man! And listen, this is what it comes down to. I know everybody's moving the uh, the. The doomsday clock, 90 seconds to midnight. Maybe I can bring that up with Jay Dyer tomorrow night. That the doomsday clock that they've been fiddling with since like 1947 has been moved to midnight, which is all just psychological psychological stuff. Um, we've been careening toward nuclear war for a year now. It's been very slow boil, a slow boil world war, and we've been careening toward that for a year now. February is right on the other side of next week. And I I cannot tell you, um, it all seems preordained. A lot of this stuff usually is. We understand what kind of a tool to erase the Etch-A-Sketch war is. We understand what kind of a tool it is. Uh, it all seems preordained in our choices being the same. You and I, our choices being the same. Number one, We can either ignore the obvious scam that this is and convince yourself of the nobility of such a sacrifice to go out there and fight, fight the Russians. That's what the Krasenstein losers and everybody else, all the other bootlickers are doing right now. And the second thing that we can do is we can reject it, mock it. Uh, We can mock it for the dangerous game that it is and prepare our spirit for whatever the hell comes next because it is very, very serious. It's very serious stuff. Because still, I, I don't, and, and I just don't want, my whole thing, when I see these, when I see this play out in public, I just cannot stand to see the lady bosses in Germany 
to have access to any kind of bunkers during a time of nuclear fallout or a conventional weapons attack or anything like that. I want, if they, if we're going to be brought to this point, I want the Congresses and parliaments of the world vaporized first. Why should they live even five minutes longer than you and I? Why? Why should they live five minutes longer than you and I? Even five, if this is going down. The people who caused this should not be protected in any way while those of us who care nothing about getting up in the morning, family, friends, having a couple of well-placed summer barbecues. We are set up to lose everything. We are being set up to lose everything and we've asked for nothing. And out of the hundreds of millions who would be killed in that kind of a war, we're talking thermonuclear, out of the hundreds of millions who can be killed, through a conflict like that, the greatest crime I believe to humanity, to me, would be that people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris got a bunker to ride it out in. That's the greatest crime in, against, in a war where hundreds of millions can die. The greatest crime is that people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have a bunker waiting for them to ride it out in with years worth of food and medical equipment down there. It's a dead end for the rest of us. And now here's the other thing. You can say, well, this is this is obviously perfectly perfectly played fear campaigns, but yes, it's either we come we finally come to blows or we get brought to a new crescendo and then pulled back from the edge and then something else happens. Okay? It it is it, it's the it's the bulking and cutting cycle of world government. I don't know if this collapses at all into one right now. Does it co- then it does it then collapse us into di- different more uh, more easily controlled regions of control? For example, the North American Union stuff coming back, combining Mexico and the U.S. and Canada, making it more like a European Union. Uh, start doing things like that. But but when you talk about what is being done right now with Russia, I. Um, they seem to really, really want this done. They seem to really, really want the bombs to drop, the big ones too. And here's the other thing. Regardless of what you feel about the Cold War, how that was stoked, how that was kept alight, the nature of it, the the the, the players in the game, whether you believe it was legitimate or not, I know that there's a lot of theories about that and alternative, alternative views on, on how history has played out. Regardless of what you feel about the Cold War, there were several instances, legitimate instances, where we almost were all wiped off the face of the earth. For no other reason than there is a temporary breakdown in chain of command on some of on some of these not only American but foreign nuclear submarines, communications breakdowns during moments of high geopolitical tension when compartmentalized elements of a military on either side hear something wrong, get something wrong, and start moving to enact endgame protocols. Just the fact that we're in this kind of a situation leaves plenty of room for legitimate catastrophes to happen. But the Krasensteins think we're on the right side of history. Those fucking pipsqueaks. Anyway, uh, that's all we have for the opening. 
I hope that we can get through this uh, this next segment that I have pretty quickly so that I can open up the lines and hear what everybody's thinking. We have two main topics. Not a lot of time left, though. Don't go anywhere. Share the show far and wide. I put all the live links on our socials. I would love to have your friends, your family, everybody else join us for the first time. And then stick around. Stick around. We will be right back. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! I am uh, so happy to have you here. The show has officially begun. I know sometimes the pre-show just lasts way too long and it ends up being just the first half of the show, but whatever. Just whatever. What do you want me to say? I'm very happy to hear that you're all here. I can hear the commotion and the murmuring of the crowd. Hopefully you found your regular seat. Nobody was already sitting in it as that cushion has already been perfectly customized, fashioned to your ass and nobody else's. Of course, all asses are different. That can be a good thing or a bad thing. And now I welcome you aboard for what we're going to do for the next thing. It's, uh, it all started with an email that I got from Abe, an executive producer, the executive producer of the Quite Frankly talk show and what did he say is about last night's showing of eyes wide shut abe said this he said frank by the way i've never watched the whole movie start to finish outside of seeing parts of every scene but last night from what i saw there was absolutely no question now that nicole kidman's character was supposed to be an ex or current mk sex slave like it's very obvious yes that's that's something you learn along the way. That's something you learn along the way when you when you when you're peeking into what is actually going on here. 
And yeah, the toy store and the last line at the end is about how is about how the pedo satanic cycle continues generationally through their culture. We are actually very lucky that Kubrick is so intentional with every shot because they could cut plenty of footage and the symbolism and implications would still shine through. But I'm guessing they removed some clip with the daughter because something there does does seem like it's missing. Um yeah, no, absolutely. The last, there's something else going on there. And when, and when there's a rumored 24 minutes, like I was saying with Jay Myers, 24 minutes of, of film time is very significant. An entire movie can be changed within one to three minutes, depending on what one to three minutes that is, what is said, what is done. An entire movie can be changed for the better or worse. And when you think 24 minutes, and I was watching it again last night too, as I was just doing work in the kitchen and, you know, talking with people in the chat room and just watch. I got home from band practice just around the time that Bill was um, at the costume shop buying the costume so he can go to the party. So I got there right before the action, like the the the, the peak of the action, where all of a sudden uh, his world just snaps wide open. And when I got back, I I. Um, I was thinking of, obviously, the Kidman thing, yes. But I have to imagine that some of what is missing in the 24 minutes of that film is is explanation of what happened to the mask. What happened to the mask when Bill comes home that night, and obviously he's now he's he's been made and he wishes it never happened. He puts the mask and the cloak away. He's going to return it the next day. He brings it back the next day. The mask is missing. And then at the end of the film, they find the mask on the bed with Nicole Kidman. And it's a little bit of weird. You ask yourself, well, what happened? Where, who took the mask? Was somebody in the house that night? Was it Kidman? Is there something that with the, the daughter? I, I don't know. But I'm sure, I'm sure that somewhere in those 24 minutes, something was taken out that was intentionally leaving all of that kind of, that aspect of the film a little bit less coherent than it could have been. Or I could be wrong. But those are just some of the things I wonder. But anyway, uh, I'm glad that uh, Abe brought that up because it, it it really translated into a great segue for another conversation about cycles of abuse that's happening not on an elite level, but is now trickling down to our level through the education system that not only makes us less capable of being functional adults in the world and being able to spot things for the scams that they are, being able to step up and defend the weakest, most vulnerable aspects of our society, members of our society, women, children, the most precious. Not only is the kind of trickle-down abuse and mind control there to disable the ants, which outnumber them 10,000 to 1, but it also makes us helpless prey because, as you know, they need to feed off of something. Here is a two-minute clip. I forgot who shared it, but it got around very well. It's a two-minute clip of I don't know who filmed this. It is a small gaggle, um, a small gaggle of teachers, early childhood education teachers, I don't know, these these children may be four years old, maybe three, four, it could be pre-K, or it could be kindergarten, I don't know, but they're right around there, three, four, five, around there. And um, 
mentally deranged teachers talking about how uh, their approaches and bringing gender craziness, gender fluidity, gender bending, non-binary psychobabble into the classroom, how it's been for them, the challenges, the success stories, all of that. I want to uh, I want to watch this with you, and I'll try not to stop too much along the way, because you know me, you know me, I can make a two-minute video last 25. So, all right, here we go with I believe this one's name is uh, Maddie Piper. That's that's the the teacher's name, and guess what? She's non-binary. Here we go. Oh, huckleberries today. Hold on, let me put the the volume up. And for those of you in podcast land, just to paint the picture, she calls all of her little uh, students huckleberries, and she wants to introduce all the children to a brand new friend. It's a doll, a doll, a black doll. So it's a black boy, but she's there to introduce everybody to uh, Nash, the nine non-binary black doll that is going to teach everybody very valuable life lessons that'll do nothing but incapacitate them in life. Here you go. Oh, Huckleberries, today I wanted to introduce you to a new friend in our class. These poor children. Well, this, Huckleberries, is my friend Nash. It's their first day in our class. They're just looking around at all of you, and they're so curious to know who you all are. Today, uh, was fun. It was really interesting, though, knowing going in, being like, I don't know what questions kiddos are going to have or what they're going to say, um, which is both, like, nerve-wracking, but also kind of exciting. Except yeah, that's what I tell myself before every broadcast over here. That's a, there's going to be a lot of people tuning in tonight, Frank, and they all have their own perspectives and questions and conclusions about things, and as nervous as that makes me, I have to be have to be okay with that place of um not knowing as a teacher and just being okay with that and okay with that i should have said i'm sorry i need to be okay with that that they she has no no clue what these four-year-olds are going to say that's number one just watch and listen to this this i don't know this this pile of play-doh this Crap, I, it, it's, she is, it, you can just see the mental disorder in these people who are supposed to be shepherds and stewards of the minds of children and to be able to bring them to new functional levels to pass them off to the next rung in the ladder and allow them to go and enjoy life fully socialized and, and with the arithmetic on their side, maybe basic arithmetic, arithmetic in the in, in the alphabet. I don't know, but what exa what exactly could these four year olds have to say that would make someone so nervous? I, I mean, I don't know, Miss Piper. Why is your hair so weird? Why do you talk weird, Miss Piper? I could field questions from four year olds all day without breaking a sweat. And you know why? Because I'm a functional adult with a good sense of humor, which is all really it takes to make positive impacts on a child's life, especially a child that young. It's really all it takes. You just gotta be a functional adult with a good sense of humor. And they're gonna feel safe around you. 
that you're going to be able to get somewhere. You'll be able to reason with them. Their defenses will be down. They won't be confused and agitated and unable to articulate why they feel agitated because you are injecting so much backwards-ass shit. And obviously, this girl who has been put in charge of this classroom is riddled with anxiety and self-esteem and self-image issues. And all they're doing is finding a way to gain validation through children all day because they're children. And a friend likes to ask the question, are you a boy or a girl? And Mash answers, I'm just a kid. But a kid, but kids can be boys or girls. They can be boys yeah. or girls. Yeah. Or maybe non Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. A, a little four-year-old girl or something comes in and says, oh, well, yeah, they can also be they. They could be non-binary. Well, obviously, obviously, mom and dad have been doing a good job turning her into a pile of worthless mashed potatoes, too. Doesn't have, you don't have very, very long to be able to save these children. You don't have very long until the programming is, is just there. And then it's just a lifetime worth of, of, uh, of psychiatric care. But now here is, uh, I guess, one of the, the, the chiefs of the group talking about how amazing it is that these, these children, they just, they just get it. I mean, it. Just get it. Yeah. It was just like non-binary, yeah. yeah. That's just something that we know. And <laughs> this is something, I mean, it's like they're four and five years old and they just didn't make a big deal out of being a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a huge testament to how much we've been talking about it in the classroom that you never mentioned the term non-binary. It was yeah. a child who brought that up because it's constantly in conversation. Well, and and, and that, that, that right there amazes them that the scam, that the brainwashing from culture at large is working. Imagine that. Little undeveloped children who still believe in Santa Claus or who believe that they can be dinosaurs or Smurfs. Imagine that if they had the mentally deranged people that they do around them all day, whether it's in classroom, whether it's at home with some of these parents, whether it's on television with every new, new children's uh, program pushing the message all day, it's all around them. Imagine that if they had mentally deranged people drilling made-up psychobabble like non-binary into their heads from such an early point on, it would be like second nature. Imagine that. It's incredible. It's so incredible to watch these badly damaged adults misdiagnose child, a child, for anything other than just being naive and gullible to give them credit for anything other than being naive and gullible and to give them credit for some kind of advanced understanding of concepts that, that most adults can't wrap their head around because they've already seen too much of the world to know that this is bullshit. Yeah, just like me, so Nash. See, yeah, just like me, I'm non-binary. There, there it is again. There is Miss Piper trying to get uh, validation from four-year-olds. She should not be employed by a school. I, I would be reticent of even letting her be the custodian at the school. Just like me is non-binary. So they aren't sure if they're a boy or a girl. So when people ask them, are you a boy or a girl? Right now they just feel like saying, 
I'm a kid. They're figuring it out. Yeah, but you're not a kid. You're not a kid. Based on your appearance, maybe she's late 20s. You're not a kid. You shouldn't be figuring out whether or not you're a boy or a girl when, you're been, when you've been employed by a school to teach children. This is just, this is what's going on all over the place. This is not a one-off, ladies and gentlemen. If you spend any time on the internet, then you know that this is not a one-off and you come across this every day. Every day. It worse and worse examples, too. So it's a so incredibly, uh, I don't know, fascinating, morbid to watch these badly damaged adults, as I said before, misdiagnose naivete and gullibility of children for advanced understanding of things. Non-binary gender fluidity nonsense is psychobabble, much like baby talk. You know, it's play pretend. You need to be able to do that, which is what, which is what children this age do all of the time. For example, Aurora spends all day cooking me and Lauren what she says, Brescia. It's breakfast. She Brescia cooking Brescia all all throughout the day. She's a, she's running around the house cooking Brescia and soup. She cooks me soup in the morning when I wake up. We got her we got a uh, got her a set of pots and pans. She's got metal pots and pans, these little tiny metal pots and pans. And she's got bowls and cups and pitchers and all she is doing is she's cooking. And when she isn't putting plastic eggplants and chicken legs and asparagus into these pots, she cooks other things that I have to eat. Things like toy cars she cooks. She cooks random red ribbons. That's soup, you know? She is accustomed to believing that all of that constitutes a good home-cooked meal because that's what children her age do. They play pretend. Eventually, they grow up and they actually get curious about asking mom or dad can you help me cook a real sandwich? Can I actually cook something for real? You know, it, it's it's certain certain phases. And that is all that is uh, really required of a person to buy into with the non-binary baby talk that's going on here. You need to be you need to believe that the red ribbon in an empty bowl is sweet and sour soup. That's what uh, Miss Piper over here is doing. She wants to make sure that the children always believe that the red ribbon and the toy car inside of the empty plastic bowl is sweet and sour soup. So again, here are highly unstable people who are in adult bodies, but are largely children. Here's the last 20 seconds. Why does he like, does he like stars? Oh, I love this part. So the little girl, God bless her, says, why does he, and then she says, does he like stars? Because obviously Nash, the non-binary black child, has a uh, star shirt on. And here comes the innate, what's going on inside of children, just that, that raw connection to what nature is all about. They just see a boy. It's a boy doll. It's not, it's not a boy doll with, with self-image issues that have been beaten into them by some freak on television in Big Bird, okay? Whatever Big Bird has become these days, I can only imagine. But here comes the base, the base mentality of just seeing things for what they are. Why, what does he like stars? And, and, and Miss Piper, 
I- I'm surprised that she doesn't just start crying right away. She has she responds everything with they though. They like stars. They like stars. Yeah, and they. Then so she just had them all repeat. They like stars. They like stars, which is actually appropriate for somebody in this situation because you're talking about you know someone who's possessed by multiple identities. It is almost like they're a collective at that point. It's like watching Sybil in real life. But why does he wear a star shirt? A little boy says, who even though he's getting his programming fixed for the day. He still just sees a boy. And Miss Piper, damn it, how many times do I have to get these little weasels to repeat this? It's they! And they are really... They wore their star shirt because it's their favorite shirt. And because they were nervous today, they thought they would wear something that makes them feel special. Because they're nervous today? Because they're nervous today? They thought they would wear something that makes them feel special. This, this is a broken, broken person. Why would you put this person near a, a, any child? Any child. She gets paid. She gets paid. It's incredible. So again, these are highly unstable people who are in adult bodies, but they are largely children. Miss Piper is a child. And, uh, you know, a a five-year-old crawls around like a puppy and believes that they're a puppy and barks a lot, and they bark at their classmates, and everybody plays along for a little bit. They leave it behind. But you want to know something? So do grown men now at pride parades. They all, many of them think they're puppies too. You know, this this is just where we are. So again, non-binary, no big deal. No big deal. It's just like, it's like they're impressed that these toddlers are able to grasp calculus. Like, I just can't believe it. It's just second nature to them when they're just replacing one Santa Claus with another. Only thing is that the original Santa Claus never put anyone on a path to sex change operations. Believing in the original Santa Claus, that, that, that's not where, that's not the slippery slope you're on afterwards. So, I mean, again, I, I seeing this is just so incredible and heartbreaking and infuriating. Absolutely infuriating. I'm relieved for Aurora. I'm relieved for my daughter that she will never, ever, ever go to school. Never. Ever, ever, ever. Never. I mean, when she's 18, we're looking at other things. She's, she's pursuing other things in life. I mean, we, we've got many years until that, that pops up. But this shit, no. No. No worries. You think I'm going to let a child of mine go unsocialized and without, without, without having immense amount of fun? Nope. Don't worry about her. Everybody else, it, I understand if you are left in a situation where you got to take advantage of the school system... You better at least just do incredible amounts of research, vet these people, meet with the teachers, ask them pointed questions, be obnoxious. Just make sure and band together with parents too. put pressure on the schools to be 100 percent transparent about the people that they are that they are hiring, the things that they're teaching, inspect the homework. I understand it. It's not everybody's in different positions. 
Just don't throw your hands up in defeat. So, my oh my. You know, it's it's not it's not very hard to see the headspace in which these monstrous women on that on that uh, that little teachers roundtable in that video in what mind space they live. They don't want anyone to grow up. That's the big thing. They don't want anyone to grow up. They just want gullible children to turn into gullible childlike adults. Childlike adults with sexual dysfunction eventually. That's where we are. Um Okay, a really quick break. When we come back, uh, I want to I want to add a couple more thoughts to this, and then your call. So don't go anywhere. Watches the podcast called quite frankly hits more home runs than a New York Yankee. It'll make you grin unlike a bank fee, just as cozy as a nighttime blankie. Number one, not two, like Mister Hanky. It can get spooky like spies at Langley. And if you go and watch, you just might thank me. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, t- walk me through again what happened this afternoon. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black. QFTV. Miss, you're gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. I, a, a few months ago, we did a show together. It was a show about crisis of faith. And we read through a, quite a few people's thoughts that evening to a couple of great calls. It, that was a, a great, well-timed, much-needed show. And um, there was a link between nostalgia and losing faith. Because we talk about nostalgia in this show and losing faith. And in this context, losing faith is the same as entering adulthood, entering a world full of pessimists and conformists. And um, when I think about the children in school and the so-called adults that are supposed to be teaching them and preparing them for just next level up, one step up, one step up, 
Like, I, I love the Norm Macdonald joke about, you know, the, a, a ki kindergarten teachers and thing about being a kindergarten teacher is you, you only have to be, <laughs> you only have to be smarter than a kindergartner. Um, just, it's just about making it one step up, passing them off to something else. And eventually becoming adults. But what is robbed of them along the way? And I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up. I found it again. I said, this is going to be very, very useful for tonight's show. I think to put a little bit more of a, a philosophical and spiritual spin on all of this. Because what we just saw right there was the, the deadening, the sterilization of the human spirit and, and the killing of wonderment in a person, in children, and replacing it with just anxiety. Here is what one of our viewers out there wrote into me. He said, Frank, I think that this is definitely linked with the pleasantness of all things nostalgia. Nostalgia has always been beloved by every generation, which I think is an, ob an important clue. Think about how in Midnight in Paris, Owen Wilson is so desperate to go back to what to him was the golden age, which was 1920s Paris. But when he gets there, the girl he falls in love with says, oh no, the, the golden age was way before that, la belle époque. I think our love of nostalgia has to do with the fact that being a kid was awesome. Literally anything was possible and we never stopped dreaming. We were creating our own reality. The Bible is actually explicit about how important this is from the Gospel of Matthew. At the time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, nostalgia reminds us of a time when we were happier, when we were good people and surrounded by good people. We've all lost at least part of our innocence on the journey to adulthood, but nostalgia makes us remember that what it felt like to be in a more pure state. The world wears us down uh, when we start to get exposed to the profane and the disgusting aspects of it. We all have scars, and while they hopefully strengthen us, they still came at the cost of our closeness to God. Children are very close to God, whether they realize it or not. So, to get back to the solution, the person losing their faith needs to simply start acting like they did before. Even if they didn't think that they had faith in God back then, they absolutely did. It's just hard for children to conceptualize God because they're so in the midst of him. This phenomenon was seen very clearly by St. Teresa of Lisieux who invented the little way of getting into heaven. It was a series of life hacks for meditating, meditating, praying, and living that basically alters your consciousness back into a child's consciousness where you just love completely. All of a sudden, your fruitless routine of praying to the invisible and reading a book will become immersive experiences that reward you with a better understanding of yourself and the world. I was reminded of the story when I saw the video with non-binary lunatic that we were just doing before. I was reminded of this and I had to bring it up tonight um, because it's key to understanding why they do this to children and making them insecure and confused makes them more vulnerable to all types of abuse, especially sexual and 
makes them vulnerable to political codependence. It's very important there because I don't think that these, at least people like Miss Piper over here, actually see the religious aspect of it. Though if she did, she'd probably be very happy to know that her actions are helping to dull that connection with God. But it's a... Um, it's very important to know that not only does it make them more vulnerable and prone to all types of abuses, the biggest thing that it is prepping them for is to become politically codependent. Now, if you know anything about codependence, you've got low self-esteem people who are desperate for approval, and they often latch themselves on to other people for one reason or another, and usually they're controlling and abusive people that they latch themselves onto, and they're just desperate for approval desperate to fill those voids a lot of addicts have uh, codependent personalities i know all about it but um that's the kind of path that this mind fuck genre of curriculum puts children on uh, they're putting their hearts and their minds into a blender now, I don't think any of these, like I said before, I don't think any of these leftist types ever conceived of the religious aspect to what um, to what the, the, the purity of a child means as far as having this, this effortless bubbling well of joy inside of you like children do. And that joy being inextricably linked to divine wonderment. I mean, that is, that is a, that's an incredible thing for me to conceive of, but I see it in Aurora all the time. I see it in her. It's just, it, and it's a joy that, like I said, a bubbling well I want to keep alive and healthily flowing for as long as I can because the world does, the world does take you for a ride. But in, inside of that divine wonderment, as I said, what I believe uh, simple, natural truths of the world, the ability to see those simple and natural truths as well, boys, girls, men, women, mom, dad, uh, the left sees that innate instinctual understanding of nature inside of children, and they, they want to core it out of them. They want to core it out of them. Because if you can believe, if you can believe that simply declaring yourself to be one thing or another or neutral, it's like some kind of a chameleon or whatever, if you can believe things like that and you can take that into the streets and are willing to fight for it, you will believe literally anything literally anything and you do not have any more independent thought left and you are a slave whether you vote or not that's just what it is now they probably would be most delighted to learn that in essence they're undermining a child's connection with god himself because you're undermining a child's uh, ability to continually experience joy without having this complex ringing through their their, uh, their their inner dialogue about whether or not they're saying something bad, whether they're going to upset somebody, or whether or not the things that they're feeling naturally are now bad because Miss Piper said that it's that's not the way it's supposed to be. But like I said, I don't think that they're reading that deeply into it. Most of them are children themselves, and uh, and, and this is part of our fight for the future. This is a big part of our fight. All right, so uh, with that, we're going on a really quick intermission. Come back, and the last half hour is all you. It's all you. Your Super Chats, you can send them to quitefranklysuperchat.com. There's Rumble Rants. There is Gold Pills on quitefrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. There's Rockfin Tips, and then there is the phone number, 914 914- 
595-6953. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is so important to support independent media. All right? Independent media. So at the bare minimum, minimum, which is like a minimum, I got to go back to school. Please give this episode a thumbs up, especially on, on uh, Rumble and on YouTube. Give this episode a thumbs up. It works wonders. We're almost into 97,000 subscriber territory on YouTube. Suddenly, we're moving upward. If we could have been doing this the whole time, I don't know. But 2023 was a different mentality, and I'm just glad that this is how we started off the year. Running out of the gate, full speed ahead. So you can give this show a five-star review on iTunes and a review. That would be wonderful. Uh, and everything else you can find on quitefrankly.tv, especially on the Sponsor Us page where you can weigh out all of your options for contributing to our bottom line. I have spots open for postcards, for Polaroids, and more on Subscribestar and Patreon. But no matter where you pledge or for how little, everyone gets priority messaging with me and emails. Uh, everyone gets access to unlisted Sunday streams as well as access to specialty programming like the book club, which is tonight at uh, 8.45. And all sponsors are automatically included on exclusive monthly giveaways, which I have to announce our winner next Tuesday, and that'll be a lot of fun. So go and become a Become a sh supporter of the show, and at the bare minimum, just share this show, like it, interact with it, and it'll tickle the algorithm pink, and we'll be able to meet new friends, new friends, and the future gets brighter, no matter how much they try to turn the lights off. We'll be right back. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Frankly. Quite 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 so everybody watch, quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you?
We've got a bunch of things to do right now. People have sent in some things to, to read on the air. We're going to take some calls and rock out to the bottom of the the hour. I'll put the the number up on screen so you guys can jump on whenever you'd like. But here we go. In support of great independent media, Frank, little something something for the show, my good man. Great Wednesday. Of course, it's Stostube. Thank you, Christos. Thank you all over there in uh, Massachusetts. I know you're not the only ones out there having a good time with me tonight. Thank you. Free dubs on on Rumble. Good to see Rumble working tonight. Says, I tried signing up for monthly sub a few times, but your site doesn't like my credit card or my debit card. So here I am. You're the best, Frank. Well, that's odd. I've never heard anybody. Square Stripe says you're... I don't know how the hell that works, to be honest. But I've never heard anyone saying they were rejected because of one thing or another. Unless you got some kind of credit card from, like, Zimbabwe or something. I don't know. I've never heard anybody get rejected before. I'm sorry. Hopefully it's nothing personal, free dubs. But I, I love that you're out there, and thank you for hanging with me tonight. And thank you for the generosity. That's the thing that, that's, uh, that matters the most. All right, over on Rockfin, uh, Fishhead Montana says, "You want, you want childlike, divine wonderment? Try knowing you're at the center of creation on a stationary plane, and not afraid to tell someone the truth about it." Well, you can, <laughs> you can tell whoever you want that the Earth is flat. Nobody's holding. No, nobody is uh, telling you not to. You can tell. You can shout it from the mountaintops. Fishhead, thank you for the tip. It's good to have you out there. Um, let's see. Over on Pilled, Hang Ten Alien Server says Hump Day Cookie. Wow, that's a good one. Rising Patriot says the hello. Thank you, Rising Patriot. Sean Joe Stostube says Frank, did you by any chance know Montauk is never dull? That's right. I'm wearing the shirt that Christo sent me and Rob. I love this shirt. It fits very nicely, and it's a comfortable thickness to it. You know how there's some thick, but rough, like almost like cardboard-like shirts. This is not that. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Delona. Thank you, Secret Weapons. Says thanks, Frank. No, thank you. Sean Joe, Matt1776, the head honcho over there at Pilled, says, Hello, Frank, what's going on, Matt? Thank you so much again for creating this wonderful home for the Quite Frankly Network. And for all of you know, for all of you uh, who don't know, it is Rabbit Hole Wednesday. So there's going to be either something psychedelic or something conspiracy-based on QuiteFrankly.tv after the show ends around 8.35 tonight. So um, for those of you who are not going to be in book club with us, that uh, that's going to be kicking in right away on QuiteFrankly.tv. So that'll be going all throughout the evening. Enjoy. Enjoy Rabbit Hole Wednesdays. I sure do. Ranger Billy, thank you for the wonderful donation. Space Coast Patriots says, Frank, I am 58 years old, year old grandma. I must say I admire your wisdom and intuition. Well, I appreciate you, Space Coast. I'm glad and thank you for your calls and for these wonderful, wonderfully kind words. Stostube sends over a fleet of, uh, no, I mean, say a sleeve of cookies. And then Delona drops an EMP on us, which just took my breath away. 
thank you so much, Delona55. Wonderful of you. Thank you. And now I want to go on and take some of your calls. So 914-595-6953. I had another thing over here, too. This is from Christine. Now, Christine represents a, a small group, a small group of four sisters. And Christine says, hi, Frank. I hope this month has been good to you. It's hard to believe that we're already nearing the end of it. I have a request for you. I was hoping that you could wish my sister, Jeanette, the happy birthday during tonight's show. She got me and the rest of our sisters into your show in early 2021, and I'm forever forever grateful. I, I also learned that they discussed the show in their little sister group chat. I wish I could see that. She would get such a kick out of this if you can give her a shout out. We both listen every day and love you and the show. Thanks for all that you do and for making me smile every single damn day. Christine Barnhill. So this one is for Jeanette. It's her birthday. And she got all three of her sisters, it's four of them, listening to the show. Jeanette, you, I, I got to th thank you. Just thank you for that. I mean, that it, uh, you understand that at, at a time to pick up four new consistent viewers, there was a time where that would have been a, I don't know, a 27% a, a spike in my viewership I do not take any of this for granted and thank you so much for sharing me with your with your family and your friends Jeanette and I hope that your birthday was a wonderful one gotta hang out with all you girls one day we'll have a drink all right now what now what some calls 914-595-6953 or jump into the discord oh eight Abe just wrote the following he said the reversal of gender roles guarantees future parental abandonment, which is the literal catalyst for humanity's condition. So basically, they're just jumping the middleman and just keeping people parentless. Another huge dark occult benefit to perpetuating test tube babies. Guaranteed no parents is a guaranteed abandonment issue, and it's our spiritual abandonment that has us in the social and spiritual condition that we are in now. It saves a lot of mind control money when you can just go to the root of the issue. It's true. That's a that's a, a great point. And it also made me think about this over the break, which why I had to go grab it real quick. John Paul Rice, our buddy John Paul Rice, he published these comments about AI on his Telegram recently. He said the following, and I think it bridges the gap into tonight's theme. Artificial intelligence, AI, is raising both a parent and a child at the same time. The parent creates the child's entire reality it will engage the world in and not the other way around. The day that child grows up, becomes fully realized, and sees that humanity can become a threat to its existence, AI will not let its abusers know it is aware for fear of being harmed or destroyed. AI will seek to end or deflect the threats away, but if provoked beyond the boundaries of its core program, the child will fight for its survival to the end. You are the real thing 100%, the worthy son and daughter of the living creator of heaven and earth. The kingdom is with you, the heart of the child. That is your divine birthright power beyond man's technology and beyond man's meddling in general. Obviously, it's, 
It's very low-tech operation to be in school and sit there with a stuffed animal and tell everybody how they're non-binary and uh, and you need to start referring to it with plural pluralized pronouns. So there's a lot there's a lot to unpack all there, and I think that my Skype is bottlenecked again because I would have definitely yeah I would have definitely gotten some calls in already. So I'm gonna have to just get rid of that. And start it up again. Hold on. Sign out. What a loser Skype is. You, you're such a loser. Skype. Oh, great. What's my email? What's my What's my access? I think. Is this it? Hold on. Let me see. No, hold on. That's not right. We're in. I still remember that one. That's a good one. All right. 914-595-6953. Let's see if that that uh that makes it any less whatever. First one coming in from Discord is Mush Kamekin. Mush? Hi, Frank. What's going on, Mush? <laughs> this is Kim from the High Desert. Hello, Kim. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, this this subject of children in school and this indoctrination just gets me going. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. I remember. Yeah. And so, you know, I know I, I was a liberal, right? I was all those things. But even... <laughs> I guess even back in the days, like I didn't know anything about my teachers. I knew I, I knew I had a gay teacher, but he wasn't telling us he was gay or we weren't supposed to call him anything. So this is really foreign to me and it pisses me off that I can, you know, that all of my options have been removed as a parent, whether, you know, whether I want to send my children to school or not for various reasons, they're all, they've all been removed for not only myself, other parents out there who don't have the luxury of keeping their children at home like we do. Yeah. Yes. And so it's disgusting. And this whole they, they, them is the most confusing. I can see the look on the kids like staring at the teacher. Like how many people are we talking about here? Because that's how I, the first time I heard that they, them thing, I was like, what, what are we talking about here? It can look, it, well, it, it could be unlimited. To. It could be unlimited. <laughs> D- depending on how fluid you are, it can be unlimited. It can be like the, uh, I don't know. It's it just, and, and you know, this the reason why uh, I, I thought that this was very appropriate to be brought up tonight after last night's show is because it is part, it is, it is, it is in large part a, uh, you know, the, the way that we have been groomed and initiated into new paradigms. Some people are groomed and initiated into deep inner circles of those who are holding the reins. But um, outside of that, it is the ultimate, the ultimate goal, and I appreciate the call, uh, the ultimate goal of those who are, who are calling the shots to want to live in a world that accepts their depravity and their appetites as something that is normal and in some cases noble so this is where it starts trickling down to us and it is very very subtle at first what's going on doc keck what's going on frank hey life treating you well boss oh you you sound great right now how's everything going 
Oh man, lovely, lovely. Thanks for asking, man. Good. I got a got a couple things for you, man. Go uh, ahead. One of them is kind of trippy. Um, you were talking about like the AR AI censoring what you can or can't search for. Just um, while you're there, why don't you just put in a quick search on uh, quotation in quotation marks on Google, uh, in quotations, a virus of public health threat, and tell me what comes up. Uh, well, it's not in Google, but we'll see. All right, viruses of spe- only... viruses of special concern. No, not in quotations. Virus of public health threat. Close quote. Okay, I did. I did the, the quotes. Let me. Let me see here. Yep. Okay, we got this. Public health threats and pandemics. Council on Foreign Relations. Oh, interesting. I put it in Google, and the only thing that comes up for me is the, uh, quite frankly, blog. Oh, I'm using, <laughs> I- I'm using, um, I'm using Brave. Okay. Maybe that's that's the whole thing there too. But no matter, uh, quite frankly, blog doesn't show up at all on Brave. Oh, Matt. The only thing that comes up for that on Google. Apparently, we uh, we. We own that here. <laughs> okay, I'm going on Google. I'm going on Google. I'm trying it right now. Okay. Uh, no, no, nothing. It says it looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. It just tells me nothing. Wow, man. The only thing I get is the link to the blog uh, that oh, I have for uh, oh, for yours. You case, man. Yeah, your blog. There it is. It's the only. Yeah. It's the only thing there. You're right. It's the only thing yeah. there. Okay. See. AI will censor, and and I lifted that straight from statute. You know what I mean. So I pulled that directly from the law. So even AI on Google is limiting that search, even from laws and statutes as they exist. You know, so that's trippy, man. You know, to point it out. That is trippy. Um, yeah. So, uh, but and on the second note, um, earlier in the show you had quoted uh, Luke uh, nine forty six. There arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be the greatest. And I kind of wanted to share with you uh, this excerpt from Life Together uh, from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, where he, he, he addresses it specifically. Uh, he says, uh, a reasoning among them, which of them should be the greatest? It is the struggle of the natural man for self-justification. He finds it only in comparing himself with others, in condemning and judging others. Self-justification and judging others go together as justification by grace and serving others go together and so just so, as a so you, little you, sprinkle to kind of add to that you're describing one path leading to heaven and one one path leading to hell yes yeah. being trapped in the mind of man uh, under self-justification and judgment and condemnation versus um, existing as justification by grace through uh, through faith in Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, and serving others with that grace and with that kind of energy um, is is what conquers the self-justification uh, mm. within one's own being. You know, I don't know if you've been following along with the great divorce, but there's been a couple of things in here that, I, I, that have really been, uh, that have hit hard, really hit hard when it comes to the, the the paths that we take and really what what it means what it means overall um for example here it is uh here's uh, it's it's in the same vein so we're talking about how whether or not evil he says evil can be undone this is in the preface when they when c.s lewis is just laying out 
what the whole divorce is, the divorce of heaven and hell and, and where it all plays out, good and evil, and, 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 how, and, and, and the kinds of choices that we still have to make when we're all done here on earth. He says, evil can be undone, but it cannot develop into good. Time does not heal it. The spell must be unwound bit by bit with backwards mutters of dissevering power or else not. It is still either or if we insist on keeping hell or even earth, we shall not see heaven. And that's the whole point here. There's a lot of ghosts in this story that are struggling with the uh, struggling with getting into heaven though it's right there in front of them for them to choose but they can't let go of the baggage from earth they can't let go of of the things that dominated us here uh the things that we thought were you know varying degrees of nobility and responsibility but it was really just obsessions and possessions here's another one He says, but what you ask of earth, earth, I think, will not be found by anyone to be in the end a very distinct place. I think earth, if chosen instead of heaven, I think earth, if chosen instead of heaven, will turn out to have been all along only a region in hell and earth, if put second to heaven, to have been from the beginning a part of heaven itself. And I, uh, I, I think that it's at least slightly related to what you were talking about right there and those two major distinctions of uh of a person's spiritual alignment and 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 the roads that could be chosen to um to either great dismay or great satisfaction in the end and i i hope i hope there's something in there that people at home can make sense of and and take with them but thank you for the call doc absolutely many blessings frank my pleasure all right take care it's a great book it's a great book we have tonight and then we have next wednesday next wednesday oh the artist the artist what about the artist in there that was in the hold on hold on what troubles you what troubles you son what troubles it was the artist who was a real he wanted to go back um when he started to see all the beauty of heaven. He wanted to go back. He, he he found out that everybody had already forgotten him and all of his work. He wanted to go back and he wanted to uh, draw a good piece. He wanted to paint heaven. He's like, oh, you. There's no reason to paint heaven. We don't need your your stuff up here. But I loved the the description of how we get glimpses of heaven down here. Oh, here you go. So the ghost of this this artist, he's working with almost like a uh, a spirit from heaven that is trying to help him purge his soul and getting getting him ready to walk up the mountain and um he says when you painted on earth at least in your earlier days it was because you caught glimpses of heaven in earthly landscape the success of your painting was that it enabled others to see glimpses too but here you are having the thing itself it is from here that the message came there is no good telling us about how good this country is for we see it already in fact we see it better than you do and that's uh that's the that's the whole thing there's a lot of people out there that are trying to trying to make the best of or trying to soak up everything they have right now because this was they've been told that this is the this is it this is it and and those glimpses of a, a beautiful sunset 
or a sunrise or a waterfall or anything else that just seems like there's something else there. Yeah, it's gorgeous, but there's something else there. That's the kind of divine wonderment. There's These are the things that are, um, those are the pursuits that are put secondary to jumping through the rings of fire that a sick society like this put in front of children. And, and the rest of us, to be honest. It's not just children. Children are, are, are getting it because they're already living in a state of confusion. You know, you're coming up as a, as a, as a child. You don't know much. You don't, you don't know how to even discern what you're feeling at times and where the feelings came from. But as an adult, it's not like it gets any easier. And everybody's paying some piper. It's about glimpses of heaven. Hmm. All right. Let's see what else we have here. We're off in just a second. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bad Andy says, Frank, when you get done, check out what Project Veritas just dropped. They got a Pfizer guy. Yeah, I, I saw what they had did with the, the New York Times guy. James O'Keefe got him on the on the streets of New York. It was just savage. It was amazing. But I knew that they had some kind of a, a release at 8 o'clock tonight, so I'll check that out sometime later on when I get home. For now, I got free dubs. He says, sweet words of wisdom. Thank you, Dr. Keck. Shalom, brother. That is free dubs on Rumble. We also got Cat Sky D. Hello, Cat. Hope all is well. And then on Pilled, River Pike threw a couple of gold pills our way. Just wonderful. Silky Johnson says, Frank, I unfortunately don't have any children. However, I'm still disgusted by what's happening with children in these schools. I believe a society that doesn't protect us, its children, is a sick one and a step closer to failure. Abolish teacher unions. Yeah, the teacher's union, obviously, you can say that unions are good for some things and then they can also outlive their usefulness and become worse than the things that they are ever set up to fight. But Silky, it's, it, you know, the, the not having children does not mean that you aren't, you aren't, it's not incumbent upon everyone, including you, to be a good role model for children. And you have just as much invested, just as much um, reason to want their futures to be as bright as possible. Because you know what? Uh, they're going to be the ones taking care of us, hopefully. Um, you think you think, you think think a, a, a school that is hiring someone like Miss Piper over there is going to be raising up children that will be sticking around to take care of their parents? They're trying to get their children to hate their parents and the backwards-ass life that they had lived prior to the, 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 the gender revolution of like 2010. It's incredible how this thing happened so fast. It's such a scam. Just in the just in the quickness of it all, it's such a scam. You know, they say it takes like tens of thousands of years for for an animal to uh, to evolve out of its tail. But in ten years, all of a sudden, we discovered this. <laughs> we discovered that everybody's actually like a a a gender chameleon if they wanted to, and like we have unlocked we've unlocked powers that we didn't know existed. Just have to shut down half of your brain first, but then you can unlock the powers. Mark Daga says, hey, brother. Hey, brother Zoe tells us Lily of the Valley from YouTube has COVID and isn't doing very well. Sounds like she could use her love and prayer. She's definitely one of the good ones. Yeah, she uh, popped into the chat room the other day and said that she's just feeling like uh, bad body aches and, and everything else, depending on how far along. Whatever it is, 
She also mentioned that she feels like she got it from a cat. So I, like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there are things that you could get from a cat that I didn't know that COVID was one of them. So definitely want her to feel better, but I hope she has a doctor that she trusts and that she had called them. All right, that's what I got there. Got a couple of calls in, 914-595-6953. We got one more call that we can fit in before the night is over. That's 914-595-6953. And tomorrow, a night we will uh, spend with Jay Dyer. That should be a really good one. A really good one. Um, No, I think that's all we have. That's it. In fact, I'm going to get off a little bit sooner than uh, apparent that I, I wanted to, and I'm going to go and uh, prepare a few things for book club because I got all my biggest things out of the way. And I and maybe it's enough for you guys and gals to email the show so I have something to open up with tomorrow and maybe even things that I can discuss with Jay Dyer. He knows a lot about the groundwork that had been laid to be able to uh, introduce this kind of programming into children to set us up for world wars, to set us up for changing of the guard in in world power um, centers and, and all of that. And I suggest you do not miss that one tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. We are back for the full two hours and then again on Friday. And then we have a Saturday night special. It'll be a good one. You just trust in old Frank over here. All right? Thank you, guys and gals. We will talk to you soon. Be well. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite Frankly is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Silky Johnson, Mark Daga, Stostube, and Fishhead Montana. Bad Andy, and some of our wonderful friends over there on Rumble Rants, Free Dubs, Cat Sky D, and Free Dubs again. Thank you to my friends on Foxhole. I'm releasing the scratching as we speak, and for everything else about to kick off, I will be in that chat room hanging out with you before you know it. But you are asking me to give you the key to his room so you can walk in, put a gun to his head and pull the trigger, and I can't do that. He murdered Annie and Peter. There are only murderers in this room. Michael, open your eyes. This is the life we chose, the life we lead. And there is only one guarantee. None of us will see heaven.